Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe in Vikings. I am your host, Dustin Vicker. I'm here with Brian McKinney, Ron Saw, and Yannick Eckhart from Germany. South Spice is off tonight. We're talking about some of the, the like stuff. It is week seven. We're heading to week 17. The team is seven and eight, has about a 25% chance of reaching the playoffs, depending on which calculator you use. We're going to talk about whether or not this thing is cooked. Is it over? Which quarterback each one of us would start against the Packers, which is basically an elimination game for one team on New Year's Eve. I want to talk about the best moment of the season so far. See what the group, if there's any difference um, in opinion there. And then go from there because the season's winding down. Before you know it, we'll be talking about the offseason and what to do with Kirk Cousins. How much money Justin Jefferson's going to get? Is Daniil Hunter back? What do they need in the draft? All of those things are around the bend. So let's chat about all of that. First things first, the only people that don't get time off this time of the year are pro athletes and those folks at betonline.ag. With the NFL bowl season and NBA in full swing over the holidays, BetOnline isn't taking a second off to make sure that you have all the last second odds, news, and information. BetOnline has all of sports wagering information available that you need from both desktop and mobile providing that access head there today and get into all the action and remember to use the promo code b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's believe b-l-e-a-v bet online where the game starts at seven and eight the vikings would need a, a a tiny morsel of help to get into the postseason if they win their remaining two games that is between the four games involving the rams and seahawks the Vikings would need the Seahawks or Rams to lose one of those games while the Vikings won two games in a row. If they want to get the sixth or the seventh seed in the postseason, we shall see. But that's the first thing I have on my mind tonight. And I want to ask you about Ron. Uh, do you think that this Viking season is is kaput to, or actually Ron left us for just a second here? I'm going to start with you, Yannick. Do you think this uh, Viking season is effectively over or do you still have that hope that, hey, they can win these two and then one of the other teams will probably lose? I mean, let's be real. The season was over the, when Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. So they might get into the postseason, but they will not not go on a on a crazy win streak and make them and do some damage in the playoffs. They're just not good enough for that with a backup quarterback. They might be that with Kirk Cousins, but he's not there. So I guess the season is it's basically over. Okay, so you uh, certainly you want them to sneak in, wiggle in, and then go to the Lions or the Eagles. You just don't have much optimism, or are you just indifferent about the the outcome of the season now in general? I always want them to win, but I don't think they they can win enough games. They, they might beat the Packers, they might beat the Lions, but they are not going to beat the Eagles or 49ers or whatever in the playoffs. So. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Um, I'm, I'm basically almost in in off season mode at this point. <laughs> maybe, maybe they can change my mind and on Sunday we'll see. 
Yeah, they they really hurt themselves in the last two weeks, Bryant, when they lost to the Bengals, coughed coughed away a 17-3 lead, and then had too many turnovers against the Lions. So again, to reiterate, they need to win their final two games against the Packers and then the Lions. And then if the Rams or the Seahawks lose a single game in the next two weeks, then the Vikings will get in the postseason. Are you like uh, Yannick, where you think that probably not going to happen? Or do you have more optimism than that, Bryant? Does they play the Lions again? Yeah, they play them. And at that point, there's a small chance the Lions will have already locked away their, their seed and might rest starters, but that's just that's a what I right want to say. So yeah. it really depends on that. Like, if the Lions was fighting for, like, a number one seed, then I can see. But other than that, if they're not, they're somewhere, like, in three, two, three, or four. Well, three or four, and then they'll probably rest starters. So it really just it really comes down to their last game. But first, you got to get past Green Bay. Um, because if you don't get past them, then it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and then you, you, I don't know, you're still just playing that whole game of relying on somebody else to lose. So I really couldn't tell you. The good news about relying on somebody else to lose is they're going to know by the time this weekend's game kicks off if the Seahawks or the Rams had lost. So they'll have a little added motivation knowing mm-hmm. that. All right. I mean, no matter what, they're going to have a chance if they beat the Packers to scoreboard watch in week 18. But yeah, right now it's uh, take care of your own business and then have one but, single one single thing happen. Like uh, Yannick said, yeah. though, I, I feel like um, even if they get there, it's like they just got there. I don't really see them going too far in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't I don't really even know if the most optimistic of Vikings fans are like, no, we're sitting on this big run with with the quarterback who throws all these interceptions. Yeah. Ron, uh, the Vikings-Packers game is basically an elimination game. And uh, I was telling Bryant when you hopped off for a second there that losing to the Bengals and Lions really messed this thing up. Uh, Winning simply one of those games would put them in the driver's seat to get in the postseason. So I want to know from you. Uh, This this group doesn't sound terribly optimistic. Do you think this season is basically over? I mean, as much as, you know, I I think and hope that we win on Sunday, it just seems like every step of the way there's something that happens that it's like just catastrophic. Like whether it's Jefferson or starting up 0 three with all the turnovers, Jefferson getting hurt, you know, us starting to go on this role, Kirk getting hurt. And then, you know, a little lightning in a bottle with the backup quarterback. And then that goes away. Then kind of the same, it seems like this is just one of those where destiny is against us. Like as if for the last, you know, 70 years, it hasn't been against us anyways. Um, but, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know what to think um, because it's tough. It's not like, you know, if it's not like we're feeling our normal roster out there, like then I would feel confident with, you know, any step of the way, but yeah, it's, I don't, like Brian said, I don't see them winning anything in the playoffs. And um, obviously I want them to get in just, you know, cause it's give us that little glimmer of hope, but uh, it seems like a lost season. Like in a lot of ways, it has a lot of parallels, Brian, to that, um, that 2010 season, like maybe not as self, like I know you guys had a lot of stuff between Brett Favre off the field and the dome collapsing and all that, but it seems like they were just, anytime they got in a rhythm, it was taken away by something or another. Yeah, and then the, then the Vikings lost TJ Hawkinson for the rest of this season and probably some section of 2024 to a really bad knee injury. DJ Wanham's also out. And that's on top of Kirk Cousins, Cam Akers, you name it. Uh, it's it's a complete infirmary. I still, I actually do think 
uh, that they have a better shot at getting into the postseason. Um, I really want, I'm anxious to see who they name at quarterback because I've become, along with Yannick, I've become utterly convinced that what you see from Nick Mullins, none of this is unusual for him. Like, I'm pretty sure by now, if a coach could have curtailed his gunslinger mode, which results in interceptions, they would have done it by now. So if they roll with Mullins again, I expect an exact repeat. Um, Now, the only difference could be if the defense showed up this week, then perhaps Mullins doesn't have to go into total hero mode. You know, if they're trying to somewhat protect the lead against the Packers, then that could result in a win. But if they do roll with Mullins, I don't think, oh, he's magically going to be disciplined because, I mean, the guy is already a veteran. He's been in the league. He was undrafted in 2017. I don't think he's going to turn into this uh, secure like option. I just think he is who he is, and it's fun to an extent. Uh, you just need a really, really good defense if you're going to have a dude sling it like that. Speaking of quarterbacks, we're, we're on a little cliffhanger if you still care about this season uh, because the head coach, Kevin O'Connell, basically said we're evaluating all three. It could be Josh Dobbs. It could be Nick Mullins. It could be Jaron Hall. Ron, I'm going to go back to you. If you were in charge, knowing everything that you do, I guess the only thing you don't know is how good Jaron Hall looks in practice. What would you do right now? Trotting out against uh, the Packers on New Year's Eve. So um, I would still stick with Mullins um, until you, you know, and, and as long as you have a shot to make the playoffs, I think you roll with Mullins. Like, and like you said, you live with that gunslinger mentality. Hopefully you can corral the, like when he's about to be sacked or tackled that he just throws it up for grabs. Like, you know, it's okay to take a sack. It's okay to get tackled with the ball in your hands. That's fine. Um, the other ones that's going to happen because they're, you know, he's a back quarterback, um, you know, missing throws or whatever, those are going to happen. Um, but I don't think you're going to get lightning in a bottle with Jaron Hall and go on a miraculous playoff run. And I don't think you're doing him any, uh, any favors by trotting him out there without, the number two wide receiver, the number one tight end, you know, the running game that's um, that's been struggling and who knows about Brian O'Neill. So I don't think you can get a good gauge on his ability with kind of the hamstrung nature of the offense as it is. So um, I think you just roll with the veteran and live and die with that. And if you live to see week 18 um, with, you know, a shot at the playoffs, you keep going with that. And I'll reiterate, and it'll sound like a broken record, if the if the defense for the Vikings didn't just collapse against the Bengals for some unknown reason and then didn't look like shit last weekend against the Lions, Mullins would be 2-0 and with that quarterback record because, I mean, you're banking on the defense being as good as it was for about a month and a half, and suddenly it's back to where it was for the first three weeks. They can never do both sides at the same time with this, this mm-hmm. brand, this 2023 Vikings. When the offense is starting to cook, the defense isn't very good and vice versa. Uh, Bryant, what do you think? Josh Dobbs, Nick Mullins, or just go with the rookie option for for development development's sake? It really, it really depends on uh, what you're trying to get out of this season. If you're looking ahead, then just go ahead with the, the rookie, get him some time. And, you know, you're still playing in there. Um, I don't know. At this point, I'll just go with the rookie. Yeah. <laughs> and see what he can do. And just As a player? As a player, would that be something that you'd want to see? Like, you know, you have a veteran who's kind of at least Clearly, in there. I mean, and give you a been in there. We've seen what they can do, and let's just give the rookie a chance at this point. Okay. Uh, for me, when we had our initial debate, which was right when Dobbs started to uh, mess 
Um, so I think heading into the Raiders game in the bye week, in fact, uh, I said my opinion was uh, I wish they would just go with Jaron Hall the rest of the way. But I did it from like a selfish angle. I'm not the head coach. I just write about the team. So I knew, like Yannick said about 10 minutes ago, they're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. So if they if they hold Jaron Hall in a relatively high esteem, then, yeah, let's play him. Let's see if he's any good. Now, Kevin O'Connell says every week that we're going to play the best quarterback who helps us win the game. He's not, you know, he doesn't care about, you know, tanking or the draft pick. The head coach has to care about winning games. That's his job. So although I would go with Jaron Hall and would have three weeks ago, I'm going to guess that they just stick with Nick Mullins and hope that the defense is good enough that you don't need him to lead uh, a comeback and then end up throwing interceptions. Uh, Yannick, what would you do? Would you go back to Dobbs, stick with Mullins, or try out Hall for a couple games? Uh, I would stick with Nick Mullins. He has proven to be able to lead the offense to, and and still it's still functioning with him on the on the center. He he throws for 400 yards. He will throw three picks. We all know that, but he's the he's the guy that can put the ball in in Jefferson's hands. Um, Dobbs has has proven he cannot do that. Um, I don't know how how good Hall is. Only I guess only the coaching staff knows. Um, if he's ready, throw him in, sure. If not, stick with Mullins and hope the defense improves. Hope he can make the necessary throws to Jefferson, to his playmakers, and and hope he he doesn't throw every other pass to, to the defense. <laughs> uh, the next thing I want to touch on, and this came out right before our show, <clears throat> Brian, I want to go down the list here. There were 15 guys that were named as uh, Hall of Fame finalists for the class of 2024. And when I first glanced at the list, I think a lot of them you know, like are friends with. So I'm going to go down the list and you tell me if, if you're cool with the guy, if you know him, okay? Mm-hmm. Antonio Gates? I don't really know him. Nope. Julius Peppers? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Devin Hester? Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tori Holt? I know of him, but not that well. Reggie Wayne? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Johnson. You didn't play with him in college, did you? Reggie Wayne? I did. Was he there? Yep. Okay. He was a year, he's a year just a year ahead of me. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was if it overlapped. Mm-hmm. Andre Johnson. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a theme here. Uh Jared Jared Allen. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh Patrick Willis. The um linebacker 49ers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know him. Uh, Fred Taylor. I know Fred. Yeah, yeah he's been on the show. Dwight Freedy. <laughs> yeah, how automated. To uh, the well, they, the finalists. Yep. Uh, Darren Woodson. He's before your time. No, you know. Darren. Darren's played like for the um the Cow- Oakland Raiders. Cowboys. Cowboys. No, that's that's um Charles Woodson. Oh, I'm thinking about Charles. Oh no, I don't yeah. really know Darren. Yeah, Darren was when mm-hmm. I was a kid on the Cowboys teams. Rodney Harrison. Yeah. Um. Wait, from the calls? Patriots, Chargers, the safety. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Jer- I'm thinking about Marvin Harrison, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jerry Evans. Jerry Evans, no. Jerry Evans, yeah. He was uh, a guard for the Saints for a long time. Eric, oh, around your time, I think. Eric Allen? Eric Allen, I know, yeah. And Willie Anderson. And I know Willie, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so 
This was confirmed. I think you knew about 75% of these dudes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so with with I'm going to guess that half of the dudes that get in, you're going to either be friends with them or or be an acquaintance, which is really cool. Right. So, so it sounds like there's about three hurricanes, so at least one will get in. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't there, Ron, wasn't there more? Was there four or five, or was it only three? Um. I So I got, I see Reggie Wayne. Wayne, Devin Hester, mm-hmm. um, Andre Johnson. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's the three. And then, okay. so three of the 15 as well have been on the, the show. Yeah. Like, you know, I know Fred Taylor was on before I was a part of it, but then Devin, Devin Hester we had and uh, Jared Allen. So um, that's quite a list of, uh, of names that, uh, uh, again, like we talk about all the time with the, the connections of Bryant and when he played with them or, you know, in yeah. college or, the pros it's a, a hell of a time right. that's, that's on that list so and um, i think i'm not afraid with like a lot it's of interesting to see this. like uh-huh. <laughs> one day i'm gonna put together like i'm just gonna go on the pro football focus and get that list of all your teammates and and i'll uh i'll i'll mark down uh all the notable ones because i gear i i find it hard just off the top of my head thinking of it but have it for a hard time finding any 53 man roster that would be a list of you and your teammates. Oh, right. Like, you know, cause again, you get far, oh, like you, how get, I like did that day, you know, like cause anyone you had teammates in. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that's what got me thinking tough. about it. It's like, guarantee, I guarantee that it might be the best. Like, I get far of Randy Moss. Paper, I get like a lot of you know, a one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. through the college days and everything it's. Yeah. 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 Yeah, one network. day, you know, one day when I get time, I'll I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> the network is extensive. There's no doubt. You guys can post it to to Vikings territory, <laughs> yeah. right? The, the dream team. Uh, all right, so we got the quarterback established. I th- um I think we have kind of talked ourselves into believing that it will be Mullins again. Um, if they did go back to Dobbs, I'd really have to hear hear the rationale why. I don't know why he would be different this time around than the Raiders game, other than restarting the the chaos meter. Uh, maybe maybe that would that would do wonders for for Dobbs. But the next thing I want to ask you guys about <clears throat> here heading into week 17 is kind of looking back in the season. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Ron. Uh, so far through a seven and eight record with a roller coaster, of course, what has been th- the best moment of the season? Hopefully it's still to come, but I doubt it. What's been the top moment that you'll remember when you're you know chilling at the house in July looking back on this season? Man, I don't. It's hard to say if there was like a defining moment because, like you said, it's been so up and down. Like it, there hasn't. You can't. You haven't been able to ride those highs long enough, or you know, because again, something always seems to happen. I think overall, though, from looking back at it, you know, say ten years down the road, and we're talking about the one that got away with, you know, if Cousins would have stayed healthy in this defense, mm-hmm. who knows what happened? I think ultimately, the define the defining characteristic from this season will be the kind of the adversity that they had to deal with that they were able to overcome the fact that they're, that they still have a shot at the playoffs with everything that has happened. That to me is pretty impressive. And that while I may criticize O'Connell's play calling and offensive coordinator skills from time to time, I think that is a true testament to him as a head coach on being able to, I mean, Brian, you could probably speak to it. It's probably easy to lose a locker room. Like I'm sure with like with Leslie Frazier, or even like in the Brad Childers times, like if something comes up, it could be easy to lose that locker room, but mm-hmm. we never seem to have that internal strife with this team. So that overall would be the thing I take away 
from this, assuming that O'Connell, you know, goes on for some future long-term success with this team, this I think is a big um, learning point for him. Is that a real threat, Ryan, when you lose your QB one, they didn't have the offense player of the year, Justin Jefferson out for seven weeks. Do, do dudes start to, you know, get, get in their feelings and say, well, what the hell man, or is, no. it, is it always next man up? It's next man up. Um, and everybody normally rallies behind the next man up, like, you know what I'm saying? And encourages him to go out here and, you know, get in his playbook and do good because, you know, the guys still want to win. So we don't pack it up just because of one or two players. You really just like hope that this person, this next person up who has the opportunity is ready to take on that challenge and, and step up and, you know, play well. And in spurts, the, the quarterbacks have done that. It's just, it hasn't been one guy. It's been, it's been like, you know, the, the opening salvos of a couple guys. Uh, Yannick, you, your favorite moment of the season through 15 weeks. Um, Favorite moment, probably Josh Dobbs game winning touchdown against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, the season was basically over just one week before that. And then he comes in, doesn't even know a playbook or his teammates and just goes out and, and looks absolutely terrific. Um, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's my favorite moment of the season. Then I ordered his jersey, and then everything went to shit. <laughs> so it's probably probably my fault. Um, yeah, that's my favorite moment. When I uh, typed up this this discussion point, um, I I had a hard time because I think <clears throat> I think the the Brandon Powell touchdown was like uh, like an oh my god because it just felt so surreal and that would probably be it for me but I also want to call out Jordan Addison in general uh, when I uh, tried to put to, together a list of this or I did put together a list for this for Vikings territory on the bye week I just kept coming up with Addison touchdowns whether or not it was his welcome to the NFL moment against the Bucks but the two for me against San Francisco at the end of the the first half when he had no business stealing that should have just if if anything it should have been a completion and then oh my god they didn't throw out of bounds these guys are idiots but it turned out to be a really sweet touchdown that really redefined what the vikings could be that season because we had no idea cousins would get hurt and then the following week against the packers i believe they had an interception and then the next play or the play after that cousins connected with addison for a touchdown they went up was it 24 to 3 or 21 to three. And that was the first time in ages that it felt like the Vikings had a really sweet lead on a team in general, let alone on the road at Lambeau field. Of course, about an hour later, the catastrophe would strike and cousins would be lost for the year. But it was really, really when I went through this brainstorm, I think it's a testament to Jordan Addison because one after one thing after another, I'm like, Oh, that, that is a touchdown was a big deal. And it always seems like he's the guy that's being the game changer. If he can do that as a rookie, and then presumably his starting quarterback won't get hurt every season. It should be a, a very exciting next four years between, you know, Addison and Hawkinson, Jefferson, and whoever the quarterback is, whether that's Cousins or some rookie dude. <clears throat> One other thing about that Addison piece, it's like um, he's learning in game, like his mistakes. I go back to that San Francisco game, that first interception where he got the ball stolen away from him, where he probably should have put up a little bit more of a fight. What does he do in the second quarter, like before halftime, he rips the ball right out where like, again, he's learning on the fly. And that was one of the things when we drafted him, how I talked about, he goes from Pitt to USC, like, and 
you know, no learning curve is just thrown into it and he still produces. So um, it's good to see that for, you know, a 21 year old um, or however old he is to, mm-hmm. you know, how often do you see those adjustments come from a rookie um, like literally two drives later, whatever it may be. So, um, so yeah, your point's extremely valid on that. Thank you. And it's just so cool that <clears throat> between Jackson Smith and Jeeba, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnson, it seems like the Vikings got one of the good ones where Quentin Johnson might be trending as the bust of the group. Uh, Jackson Smith Ajiba has a high upside. Zay Flowers is already a baller. It's really cool that in that group that went boom, 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 uh, the Vikings got one who's going to be here for the long haul. All right, Bryant, I want to ask you this. We've talked about this probably half dozen times since you and I met, but Packer week for Vikings fans always hits a little bit different. Uh, this week just happens to be a de facto playoff game. You know, whoever loses is pretty much out. How different is it for a Vikings player heading into Packer week at home? It's just that just the Packer game in general is just always going to be, I think, a, a good matchup because it's a rivalry game. So in rivalry games, it never matters what the um, records are of either team. It's always just going to be a hard fought out game. Um a little more incentive, I guess, for both teams because they want to be the team to be able to knock one another out of the playoff contention. So I do think it'll be a great matchup and players giving their odds towards the end of the season. So you really got too much to, like, store, you know, because if you lose, you're heading home anyway after one more game. So I think it'll be I think it'll be a great matchup. Yeah, to all of you, you fans listening, no matter what your thought is on the upside of the rest of this season, if you're one of those that's like, oh, screw it, they should just lose to get a better, better graph pick, great. If you think that they're going to start Jaron Hall and go on a magical run or something like that, great. But no matter what, out of any of those circumstances, the Vikings and vice versa have a chance to eliminate the other team um, because whoever lose is on like this total life support hanger of reaching the postseason whoever wins has a nice little chance to get in the dance if they they win the following week so if you want to eliminate your rival or if you want to find a better reason to cheer for the vikings it's to ensure that the packers don't get in the postseason on your home turf ron one other thing i want to ask you about uh so this surprised me a little bit the point spread with no identity of the quarterback is the vikings by two does that surprise you at all? Think it would be flipped, or am I looking at it the wrong way? Um, I guess it really doesn't surprise me a lot because uh, the Packers' defense has been kind of in turmoil, um, and they um, like they've made the likes of uh, like like Bryce Young had his best game against them. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield torched them, um, and there was one other quarterback that had a really good game against them. So, or the the uh, Danny, Tommy DeVito. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I, I can see why the odds makers would do that because, mm-hmm. you know, the Vikings are at home and the Packers have kind of been struggling against those type of players. So I feel like whether it's any one of our three quarterbacks plugged into that, um, they're still Jefferson. Like, obviously, you know, I know we talked about the effort that he gave on Sunday to try to will us mm-hmm. like that fumble recovery alone, like, you know, and then you see him gas at the, like, so when you have the best player on the field on your team at any given time, giving that effort, you're, you should be the favorite. Um, like, especially when you have a defense that at least is above average at, or, you know, at worst. So um, it doesn't surprise me, obviously no Alexander for the Packers. That's going to hurt, hurt them, even though, um, you know, again, he's not as good as he thinks he is, um, but he's still a very good cornerback. So, um, 
and and it's really it's Jordan Love's first. Um, I think it's his first start at U.S. Bank Stadium, mm-hmm. and so that in itself is a is a daunting task for the the top rivals of our team. So um, I can see it swinging any which way, but I mean I don't think it'll end up any more than you know three three and a half favoring the Vikings. What happens, Ron, if Kevin O'Connell trots the podium tomorrow and says, "Yeah, we're going to give Jaron Hall a look"? What happens with the point spread? I think it stays the same. Um, I I think the only way it'll move is, you know, based on, you know, the sharp action type thing of it. Mm-hmm. So I think the odds makers, obviously, they're always ahead of ahead of this anyway. So they have it all factored in, um, you know, because they want that action. But um, I feel like they would view it kind of the same way that we as fans are, like where there might be a different spark one way or another. But mm-hmm. I feel like the results are going to be the same any one of the three we throw out there because they're all going to have their opportunities to make mistakes. They all have their opportunities to make big plays. So I think the consolidation of all those things, it puts it right at the minus two that the Vikings are at. So um, yeah, I don't think the the decision will move it at all. Yannick, were you surprised by the spread at all? I, I, uh, I think based on the spreads that I've watched the Vikings encounter all year, this feels like a game where it should be the Packers one and a half or the Packers by two. What about you, Yannick? I'm not surprised. Um, both teams are 500 teams. Um, just they can win against anyone, can lose to anyone. So I guess it's it's a coin flip. Um, then you factor in the Vikings home game and, and you get a two-point spread. So I'm not that surprised. Uh, it might change a little if if Jaron Hall gets the start, but I'm I'm with Ron. It's not maybe just a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't think it, it really matters who who's the quarterback for Minnesota. Um, Brian referred to it. They they all gonna go all out and and try to win the game. So yeah, I think it's it's a conflict game and. Plus the, the home field advantage gives you a two-point spread. And that will be prime time on Sunday night, New Year's Eve. And if any of you guys or gals are in fantasy football championships, it'll come down to, for your sake, uh, Justin Jefferson, Aaron Jones, maybe Jordan Love if you're skimpy at quarterback. But yeah, that's the final game of the week. Josh uh, Oliver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta stick him in as your, your, your cuff for Hawkinson. Uh, okay, Bryant, what are you doing New Year's New Year's Eve? What do you usually do or what are you doing this year? I'm still focused on my tour drive that I just had on Saturday that I haven't even thought about New Year's at all, so I have no clue. You said toy drive? I did a toy drive on Saturday, December 23rd. Okay. Great turnout. I partnered up with our radio station here at 99 Gems. I had um like um, a write-in for like uh, families to write in 99 words or less, you know, why they deserve, you know, to win opportunity for me to take care of their children's wish list and mm-hmm. i did that as well as like had toys for you know other people in the community oh sweet okay and yeah. that was that was in miami that was here in miami um on saturday okay cool so you think this sunday night you're gonna go out go out to some sort of party or whatever or i don't just... know no. i'm not really in the mood i don't, don't want to be in huddy's club coming into the news <laughs> so i don't know if somebody if somebody has something at their house i'll do that i'd rather do that i'm not being i'm not going to the club <laughs> Amen. Uh Ron, what about you? New Year's plans? No real plans. Um, you know, obviously the Vikings game being mm-hmm. you know, the the night game, that's uh 
that's what I'm trying to plan on. And then it's also like, but then at that point you plan on that and then it kind of bleeds into the new year. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to go out for new year. Like I, that, that stage of my life is, uh, is well past, but, uh, um, but yeah, we'll see, um, you know, have some drinks and hang out, but I, I don't even know if I saw the ball drop the last couple of years. Just I, I fall asleep early. So are you going to uh, wolves Lakers the night before? I am not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. I've been to a wolves game all year. Of course, this is the year that we give up season tickets. <laughs> yeah. That is how long did you had them? Uh, just like six years. Okay. Like that. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's yeah. still a raw deal when they're even like the, I think even naysayers have realized like shit. This team is good. That <laughs> they're gonna. Well, and that's not why we like. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Obviously, have been, and I, I believed kind of in where this direction was going. But mm-hmm. with the two young kids, it's not easy to be like. Like if a game goes unsold, which last year a lot went unsold, I can't just pick them. And be like, well, I'm gonna go tonight. It's like, yeah. you know. So, I, yeah. But I'm hey, still happy for this for the success. So. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what needed to happen was for you to get rid of your tickets. That way they'd maybe make a maybe. championship run. Uh, Yannick, <laughs> I already know what you're doing. Uh, Yannick and I are heading up uh, Saturday morning. We are going to Lakers Wolves. My 40th birthday present, uh, I turned 40, what, two and a half months ago, is a second row from the court, Lakers and Timberwolves. So now we're just on load management watch. We got to make sure they don't pull any bullshit and sit Anthony Davis <laughs> or LeBron. I'm pretty sure that all the Timberwolves will play. And then we'll be at, in our regular seats, uh, Vikings Packers. My friend Wes Johnson, who's been on this show about five times, he's bringing his whole gang. So we're going to have this group of 13 on uh, New Year's and at the Vikings game. All right. I think next week, uh, I believe Sally will be back. And we will either be talking about playoff scenarios on how the Vikings can sneak into this thing or uh, peeking ahead to the offseason because if they're seven and nine, that means all hope is lost. And we're already examining Justin Jefferson's contract and that stuff. But if there's nothing else from you guys, all uh, you guys got anything? I do want to ask Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, obviously, like, I don't know how much you pay attention to Browns football or not, but you're, you know, Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Flacco. He's been balling out for them lately. Do you, uh, uh do you heard somebody, somebody just mentioned it to me the other day and said how well he's been playing. I think I, like, he's something like, like it obviously in only the limited games he's played, but he's like either number one or two in yards per game and uh, <laughs> in the games he's played. So um, yeah, he's been keeping them afloat. So fourth quarterback can do it. <laughs> right. So, I mean, kudos to Joe. He's still, you know, making his way out here. Yeah. They've gone from Deshaun Watson to PJ Walker to Dorian Thompson Robinson. Now to Joe Flacco. And I think even if Flacco had a, a shitty game this weekend, they'd still roll with him the rest of the way because they're banking on another another uh, Ravens redo from 2012 or something like that. Well, why not go with the guy who's been there? Like if, yeah. if those are the options that you're choosing from, go with the guy who has done it. Yeah, it was. You know? Yeah, I think they they had Walker and DTR. I know they did on the depth chart because st- stylistically, it's a similar playbook fit to how Deshaun Watson plays. And then right. that didn't, re- I mean, it worked a little bit, but the defense was so good and is so good that once they realized that we're not getting any production, they're just like, well, let's go get Joe Flacco. Who's not like Deshaun Watson. And it, it has still worked. So props to Kevin Stefanski, uh, who was part of the Vikings for 15. Kevin, I know. Yep. Yeah. He's the skipper <laughs> out there. 
All right, guys, we'll talk to you in one week and let the let the show define how exciting that show will be or if it's a peek into the offseason, all right? Okay. All right, take it easy. Have a good one. Later. Happy New Year, guys. You too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.